Welcome to Off the Bench with Danny Cannell. And Raja Bell. It's all the future of football right before your eyes. Just yell it out, man. He can't guard me. What is going on? Welcome to Off the Bench with Danny Cannell and Raja Bell. We have a big show. We're going to recap the NBA playoffs. Uh, make sure you go check us out. Subscribe, download on iTunes. Leave us those five-star reviews. We get to those every Friday. Go on there. Leave a five-star review in the comment section. Ask us a question. Ask us anything you want. We have to answer that on Friday. Uh, it's a ton of fun. It's one of our favorite, favorite segments. Before we get started. You take vitamins, do, bro. Do I? Yeah. <laughs> Why? Because I'm sitting here like, like a little indigestion. Yeah. And I had like I started taking these vitamins because I'm working out. And uh-huh. like at GNC, the lady was like, do you take vitamins? I was like, yeah, I don't really take vitamins. So she sold me this like men's health, like vitamin for workout pack. Yeah. It's got 19 pills in it. See that? I don't, I don't buy into that. I, there was a pills. whole, like there was a fake. whole study that was done on the vitamin industry yeah. and what a scam it is. Bro. Th- I, like, but not- my wife buys them and it ticks me off. Like, I'm like, what are you wasting money for? I buy for? like the ones that are like fat metabolizer. Like I'm like, okay, I'll buy that. <laughs> like, I'm like, I'll if buy anything that's such that's a thing. Instagram. Yeah. If there was such a thing as magic pills, but they would be like I would a, spend thousands billion, of dollars. They, on they already are a billion dollar industry because people buy into it, but it doesn't work. What happened to like in our youth? Like you take one multivitamin, right? Like those it's got but everything even, but those in are like phony. it. Even those are phony. Yeah. They're all phony. That's what I'm saying. They're all phony. They're all like phony. You should, sorry, I'm sorry. Healthy. Like I gotta if I. Like it's just like in my chest. Everyone listening. I got 19 pills lodged right well, here in my Well, some of those esophagus. pills, too, they get your heart rate up, and they have some of the energy ones, and then they, that's, that's when you get up there in age a little bit. Yeah, you start watching the watch ticker. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I hear that, bro. <laughs> All right. Before we get to the NBA playoffs, do you guys know? I'm gonna, uh, Debo knows this. Does anybody know it's a very special day, 12-year anniversary? Does anybody know what day? My son was born on this day 11 years ago. Oh, it's your son's birthday? What? Yeah. No way. No, well, you said 12 years, years ago. I'm sorry. I said 12 My years bad. ago, yeah. not 11 years ago. It was 12 years ago. That's so close, though. <laughs> Hannah, you have a guess? No. What are you known for? Oh, the clothesline? The clothesline was, was it 12, 12 years ago. Up. Today. Today? Bam. May 2nd? So way more important than So my son was born <laughs> on the anniversary of the clothesline? The one year anniversary of it. Oh, that's so Whoa, fantastic. That I didn't is know so that. cool. Now you'll always remember that. Always now, remember. Now you always have that date. Oh, my so gosh. Fantastic. You got to tell so them congrats. that. So congrats. We'll have to have Lakers a little party Lakers 3-1 lead. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's right. And they got smacked the next year, too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so congratulations on that. Happy anniversary and happy birthday. <laughs> and more importantly. Uh, so let's do it. NBA playoffs. Cavs, Raptors. Funny going into the series. I kind of like, because I, you know, I was all in on Indiana. Sure. So Indiana could bounce them. I kind of felt like the Cavs had a better matchup versus Toronto with Toronto's issues. I still didn't think – I thought they would need kind of a game of rest, like they might take off last night. Yeah. They didn't. <laughs> they yeah. go there, and they steal game one in overtime on a night where LeBron wasn't very – you know, it wasn't very LeBron-like performance where he puts the team on his back the way he had in the first series versus Indiana. He was a little bit off. He gets some help from the guys around him. They come back. They win. They win in overtime. And it looks like Toronto, the demons are there. They're creeping up for them. I uh, thought maybe they had gotten rid of them in, in the first series versus Washington. Right. But this team has trouble getting through the Cavs. They do. They, there's clearly something with them in the Cavs. The Cavs, late in the season when they wanted to make statements to Toronto, like they popped them pretty good a couple times. So there's there's some real truth to that. Isn't it crazy that you can say like LeBron didn't play well? And by all accounts, yeah, right. he did not. Like, right. He was what, 12 for 30, um, playing on short rest. Like that's going to happen at his age, but, and still triple doubles. 
hits a massive bad shot to send it into overtime. Like what a terrible shot unless you make it. Um, but it's pretty, that's pretty remarkable. But look, the Cavs, I'm not going to overreact to this. I do think the Cavs, and I've said it before, like I, my belief that they're going to get out of the, the Eastern conference has diminished, but I still am a LeBron guy. Like when you have that guy on the court, he just swings the balance of power to your side. It's just what's going to happen. Um, Toronto, like what, what the Cavs did yesterday was they were able to get that supporting cast involved. So Kyle Korver had, what do you have? 20 or he had 19. J.R. Smith had 20. He finally um, got some help. I love Tristan Thompson. I'm going to say that like, and this isn't a personal thing, but I love what he brings to the Cavs. I loved it when I was with the Cavs. You can't like the 14 points in a variety of ways that are just kind of flipping it around the basket are hard to defend, but the extra possessions he gets his team with the energy plays and the offensive rebounds are really, really critical to what they do. And half court, if this game is played in the half court, Toronto's going to win because the Cavs offense is still iffy. It's still a lot of LeBron watching LeBron casting up a bad shot, them trying to figure out, um, you know, if he's, if he's on that night and, and so on and so forth. But when it gets in transition and that's what the Cavs did well last night, the Cavs got out and they ran and it wasn't just on misses. You know, they got out and they pushed the ball after a mate. And when they're in transition and you can't match up and you're right next to your, you're not right next to your guy, that allows the Kyle Corvers, the J.R. Smiths, the Rodney Hoods, um, the, those guys to be more effective. Kevin Love has to play better still for me. If Kevin Love is going to be a seven point a game dude and be two for nine through a half, like that's going to come back to bite them in the butt. But I'm not going to overreact, but the Cavs are certainly in the driver's seat now and, you know, Toronto, I would expect to win game two. If they don't, I think it's pretty obvious, but that series is a wrap. So why do you think Tristan Thompson all of a sudden has resurged? Like, because he's getting the opportunity. Do you feel like, cause the fans also were chanting, uh, chanting Chloe or something. Wait, <laughs> they, really? they, like Toronto was all over him because everybody knows exist, about it. Guys. I mean, he's from the, Toronto. Right. So yeah. they, but the, you would think that maybe they got a little pass on it, but they were riding him even more so. Great fans. The yeah. North are, yeah. Oh, they're, they're, <laughs> that's like one of the secret, best kept yeah, secrets of the NBA. Guys. Now it's out because they're making so these runs. Do you think any of the personal stuff is maybe the reason why he kind of disappeared for a little bit? Like while that was going on, while he, there's these Instagram videos that were found. Yeah. While all that was in there, he wasn't playing. He was like totally disappeared. Yeah. Do you think that was any, cause I think sometimes we overlook like personal lives. They matter. Correct. You're having issues on the home front. It can impact you on the court. Yeah. I mean, I could see, you know, if Tristan was coming into work every day and it was clear that he was distracted, do you know what I'm like? If you, you could, if you, you know, your teammates so well, you're with them. I don't know for 200 days out of the year, 230 days. I mean, right. who knows the number, but you, you get to know someone like a brother. So if you could tell that he's not there, he's not focused. His work habits have changed. He's not paying attention to, you know, his body the way he needs to. Like maybe that became something that people noticed there in Cleveland and they shut him down a little bit. I didn't watch the Cavs, you know, wh- uh, enough to know if his production had slipped dramatically. Mm-hmm. And then there was that big trade around midseason where you brought in some new pieces and they were playing around with with the Larry Nance Juniors and, and those guys. And while Larry Nance is a really good player, I think you've seen him sit the last few games in favor of Tristan. I think Tristan's more playoff ready, more playoff experienced does more things a little bit tougher at this point in that role than Larry Nance Jr. is. So there may have been something to the Chloe thing. I don't think that anybody just said, hey, you know, it's too much of a distraction. We want to sit him down. Right. So we don't right. have to. I don't think it was like that. But maybe he um, was distracted. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and that, that's just human nature. Wow. Yeah. I mean, there's obviously had some trouble going on there. But uh, we'll see how they finish it out. All right. Late game last night. Warriors-Pelicans. This one, I, I was with you. I thought it was going to be competitive. 
Last night's game was a little bit closer, but yeah. Steph Curry is back. He doesn't get the start. Steve Kerr says we're going to take him off the bench. There was a lot of um, people wondering what Steph would look like when he comes back. It uh, looked like he hadn't missed a beat. He had yeah. fresh legs. He comes in, makes his first three, goes 27 minutes off the bench. He scored 28. That was great. Like That first three was so great. Wasn't it? It was yeah. so good. I don't even think he, looked he got at a standing rim. ovation, right? Yeah. Oh, oh, was, yeah. They were, I was trying to figure out what was happening because they were cheering like crazy when mm-hmm. there was like a like an and one for Nikola Mirotic or something like that, and it was yeah. the Steph was about to he check had hopped up. Yeah, yeah, he had hopped bananas. up off the bench. Is it a wrap? Yeah. I'm talking the whole thing. I'm not only talking. Just no, this no, 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 no. So you're still no, in no, on no, Houston. no, 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 no. Yeah, don't do not do that to Houston. Houston is <laughs> here's the deal, and if you're the Pelicans and you're and you're Alvin Gentry, yes. This is the for me. This is what happened to the Cavs a couple of years ago, and I, people may think I'm an idiot, but I firmly believe this. You're not beating them doing that. You are not beating Golden State trying to outpace and outscore Golden State. I don't care if you're the Cavs, if you're like the New Orleans Pelicans, if you're Toronto. Now, if you're Houston, <laughs> you might be able to do it. Mm-hmm. It's, it requires a certain collection of players um, and skill sets to be able to do that. Houston has comparable three-point shooters, comparable playmakers off the dribble, comparable more rim-run guys. So they they have the pieces to do it. Um, New Orleans, you're not beating them doing that. And so I don't understand why, and this is not any disrespect to Alvin, a coach would just need to sit me down and analytically show me why. Like, mm-hmm. I'm ignorant. I'm, I'm, I'm admitting this. Why do they think that the answer to beating maybe the best or second-best scoring team in the NBA – is to try to push tempo, shoot more shots when they have better players and more shooters than you. It just seems counterintuitive to me. Yet, I've seen Tyron Lue try to do it to him. I've seen Alvin Gentry try to do it to him. And I don't think it's your advantage in that series. I think your advantage is Anthony Davis grinding that thing down. Your two guards, um, Drew Holiday, Rajon Rondo, like bigger, stronger, more athletic I think your advantage is physical, not in the up and down, pretty free flowing shooting game that Golden State excels at. And so I don't, I don't, I'd have to be convinced as to why that makes sense. Uh, so Steph, what do you do with your with his minutes if you're Steve Kerr? Just kind of talk to have a conversation with him, or do you think he's good to go? No, I mean, he played not, 27, looked fine. Like they'll probably regulate his minutes just to be on do the you start on the, the next side game? of the Yeah, bro, that's a like. Look, he, he's fine. <laughs> right, he's on. Right. He's fine. Let's move on. Like we're not doing. Any... I think. I think what you saw is he probably could have come back oh, yeah. a couple weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they're they, like, all right, let's make sure now he's good to go. He's back. He's, he's good. He's now, now what was interesting was. And I think, you know, some people, if you, if you knew basketball, you probably thought someone was going to struggle when Clay, I mean, when, when, um, Steph came back, it was Clay. Yeah. yeah was he, was he two for, yeah, he two, for two for, two for 11, 11 from three, four from 20 from the four field. Four for 20, like that. So again, and I was going to say it about the Cavs series. You, you lead for the entire game and allow me to go back to the Cavs series. The, the Cavs did not lead until overtime. You've led for the entire game. You caught LeBron on a night when he was very inefficient. Now granted, he got help from, you have to beat them. You have to beat them. It's what we talked about in Indiana. You have to take that opportunity. You got to beat them. So same thing last night. Now, granted, you know, Steph came back and all that, but when you catch one of those guys going four for 20 and it's a semi ball game, you got to steal it. Mm-hmm. And they didn't steal it. Speaking of your Rockets, they face the Jazz tonight. Yeah. What would you do if you're Utah? Um, what would I do if I were Utah? I don't know. Same thing. I mean, try to grind that thing down. Uh, Put the ball in Donovan Mitchell's hands a lot. I, I would let Joe. You know what I do? I'd let Joe Ingles run a lot of pick and roll in in Ricky Rubio's absence. 
Um, he seems to be pretty good in a pick and roll situation. Uh, I'm trying to figure out who would guard him on the fly. Uh, I, I would run. You know what I do? All right, here's what I do. I'd beat the hell out of James Harden. Yeah, <laughs> I would. I'd yeah. physically beat the living hell out of James Harden defensively. And then when we were on offense and he was on defense, whoever he was guarding would be in a ball screen. And I would let the cumulative, the cumulative effect of that um, be what I hung my hat on tonight. Just I'm going to wear him down as best I can because there are too many fires to put out. So I'm going to start with the biggest one, which is James Harden. Sixers Celtics. How surprised were you the game one the way it played out? Really surprised. Like, are the Sixers in trouble? Surprised? Yeah. 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 Uh, I'm not, again, I don't want to overreact because this is what we do for playoffs. Yeah. And it's one game. All right. But look, Gordon Hayward, Kyrie Irving, fine. You lose Jalen Brown, who might, is arguably like your third best player, and you're still able to beat the, the snot out of the Sixers with one day rest. And the Sixers, you can make a case that the Sixers were at a rhythm. Mm-hmm. Um, but it looked, it looked like a team that was like the Celtics looked more seasoned than the Sixers, and that's a concern for me. And and it looks like a bit of a matchup problem. Like, I thought that Milwaukee was the better team in the Boston series, but it was evident that Boston was better prepared and was 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 coached better, mm-hmm. quite frankly. And that's – I'm sorry, Joe Prunty, but it just looked like that. Right. Um, and so the question becomes – and this isn't a knock on Brett Brown. Can Brett Brown make the adjustment? And counter what, what Boston did to them. And, and if they do that and they look good in game two, I'll be singing another tune, but it looked like, um, a bad match out. And some of that, I want to be fair. Like, I don't believe that Terry Rozier, like, I don't believe that those guys are going to have games like that. Terry Rozier doesn't normally hit seven threes. Right. You know, and I think the Sixers will bounce back and have better shooting nights. So again, I don't want to overreact, but I think it's going to be a tough, it's going to be harder for the, the Sixers than I than I thought it would be. I think everybody, myself included, was sleeping on Boston. Yeah. And and how good of a coach Brad Stevens is. No matter what. No matter who is playing on the court, he finds a way. Yeah. So the Celtics fans were able to enjoy a nice game one win for a little bit. Yeah. And then Tom Brady <laughs> goes out there at this conference he was at. Some some analytics deal, right? Some Yeah, symposium. Yes, yeah, something in California. Yeah. Some, some good word. And he was asked by Jim Gray. Do you feel appreciated by the Patriots, and do they have the appropriate gratitude? Hey, oh. To which Tom Brady There are a lot of ways replied, you could go there. There are a lot of ways you could go yes, there, right? Yes, there are. You could go a lot of ways, and if you're Tom Brady and you're smart, yeah. you would avoid that Correct. question, and you, you would not give them, Absolutely. I played the fifth, mm-hmm. which is essentially saying, they don't, and I'm but miserable. But you backed it up. I don't, yeah. he, 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 like, he said I it in like a joking way. To be okay. fair. Okay. Man, that is a tough question, said Brady, after pausing to think about the answer. I think everybody in general wants to be more appreciated, more at work, Mm -hmm. in their professional life. But there's a lot of people that appreciate me way more than I ever thought was possible. You have different influences in your life. And the people I work with are trying to get the best out of me. So they're trying to treat me in a way that they feel is going to get the best out of me. Did I just have Brady's back, by the way? You did. did. That? that was weird. First time for everything. First time for everything. Man, he needs to – like, you have to be – he is aware. So first of all, I think he knew the question was coming because I think he's so controlling and he has everything so scripted, especially with Tom versus time. When you watch that, I think he knew that question was coming. I think he knew in his mind he was going to have a playful answer. I think he knew it would get some traction. I think the rift between him and Belichick is real. And I think it's all over Alex Guerrero. I think it's about his body coach. I think he felt like I've brought five Super Bowls to this town. Why can't I have my personal trainer come in here? He probably talks to Peyton Manning. He's talked yeah. to other guys, mm-hmm. Drew Brees. 
they're getting special treatment. And he's like, why can't I bring my guy here? Yes. And I think this is a very real rift that is between Belichick, more so than I've ever thought. Like, I've always been like, ah, it's the media. It's media-driven. Right. People want to drive a wedge in between this franchise because they want the dynasty to end. I think yeah. it's real. You were, I, I think, it was conjecture I, at one point. That's 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 a very real – you just got thrown under the bus if you're the Patriots and Bill Belichick. Yes. He threw you right under the bus. Yep. Um, and I think it's a very clear shot. Yeah. And I think it's very specific. It has to do with his trainer, that he was kicked out of the Which locker room. Which is really interesting point. because that happens in every single sport. Right. Every right. star player, like Steve Nash – had his guy. LeBron's got his guy. Like, you go down the list of players, once they get to a certain age, some of the young guys don't have a guy yet. Right. Right. But once you, you can't find, afford it. Yeah, you true. It's expensive. But once you find a guy and yeah. he gets you to that all-star optimum level, not only is it a physical thing, but then it becomes, like, mental. Like, that's right. I need that guy. And, if and they're, like, best friends. Right. And if I'm investing $20 million a year in you and you are carrying my franchise, which, you know, Tom Brady does – like, dude, I'm making it as whatever you need, bro. I mean, I'm not letting you do my job for me, but if you just need to have this guy here to help you feel better and train you, like, that's happening. The biggest question, how many years does he really have left? I think he's got two. Two. I'm I think he's you. got two. And I, what's crazy is I think he might outlast Belichick. Here's my theory on Belichick. Okay. I think Belichick has got to feel like I'm losing the locker room. You've mm-hmm. seen more guys, more so than ever, come out and question the Patriot way. Hey, it's not fun. It's a grind. It's hard work. If Belichick feels like his message isn't getting through, I think he walks. I think he's like, I'm over it. I don't need these millennials challenging me. Like, I'm a football coach. You guys always, I've given you five Super Bowls and you're not going to, you're not going to respond to my style of coaching. Yeah. I think he could walk in a year and I think Brady would say, all right, let me give you one more without Belichick. And I win. Josh McDaniels. Yeah, yeah, I win. Yeah, Yay. exactly. And go, <laughs> all right, terrible. I'm going to give it my run. And I, I just, I think that that's my hunch. That's the way I feel. That's it's interesting. I don't mind that happening. Yeah, that is interesting. So it here's is. where I would have Belichick's I back. Him. Here's where I would have Belichick's back on the trainer issue specifically. I think if Alex Rarell was just taking care of Brady, maybe a couple other guys outside the building, right. misogyn, whatever, having them on the off-season workout program, Everybody would have been fine. That's apparent. That's what had gone on. But if you have your personal trainer coming in there, telling multiple guys your treatment from the Patriots is not working. That's not a good your look. medical staff, the trainers, they're not doing their job. You need to listen to me over them. Yeah. And if that's what reportedly had happened, then I'm okay with Belichick kicking him out. The guy crossed the line. Yeah. Like he went from all right, Brady's guy to trying to get business, to trying to get relationships, to trying to pull guys to his theories yeah. and his strategies and treatment plans, then I think you have a problem Isn't it with it. Isn't petty no matter what? It is. Oh, it's, it's absolutely petty. petty. But, but you have billionaire. You have a billionaire owner. You have the, one of the greatest coaches ever. You have one of the greatest quarterbacks. They all have egos. Of course. And they you all want to be, have their ego stroke somewhat. Uh, what I don't know, the backstory I would need is if that, in fact, happened, was the conversation had with, like, look, Guerrero, you got to cut you got to cut it out. Right. Like, stop. But like, I guarantee you those warnings Was there a dialogue there or was it just came. like – I can't imagine it so just if, goes So then I'm with you. If those warnings were, like – Passed right. down and and it continued. Then yeah, man, he's got to go. And Tom, you you right, like, you got to understand. That's on that. you, bro. Like you got control your yeah. Like, put your dog on a leash. <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. Through all this, the Patriots still the Super Bowl favorites at five to one. Well, that's the thing that's insane. And I've always been because I I hate. Bill should get one and bounce. Yeah, exactly. It would be so great. I hate when people try to predict the end of the dynasty. Like, that. oh, Brady's done in a year. He's there. There. 
this one to me is the first time I would be like, oh, this looks more serious. Like yeah. this, all this drama looks like, man, it's going to be hard to overcome. But they still have Tom Brady and they still have Bill Belichick. Yeah. If they can get back to just focusing on the and field, now they got Braxton Berrios, so they'll be. Yeah, oh. that's right. My man <laughs> killed Florida State in that team. Man, that dude's good. And he fits their, uh, their, their, uh, their slot receiver yeah, role does. perfectly yeah. Yeah. for a number of reasons. All right, speaking of greatness, <laughs> Tiger Woods. He's back, baby. He's back. He's back again. He's going to play in Quail Hollow. How many times are we going to say Tiger's no, until, back? Until, he, like, until he's like actually yes, back. Yes. Back. No, but this is a big tournament. They usually always Jupiter's get a finest. pretty – They always get a Shut good – Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> they always get a good crowd. It's a Quail Hollow in Charlotte. I think, I think he already is back. I don't even think there's a question of if he's back. He's competed. He's making cuts. I think he does win another regular – tour event my yep. biggest question is does he win a major i guaranteed the masters that was probably yeah, a little bit of a hot take yeah. but i think i think what, what we've seen with him i think he is back um i think he's definitely back um he's in the he's been in the mix a few times mike i just want to see if he's progressing so i want to see like what's it been three weeks now yeah so i want to see if he's if he's you know made some adjustments i want to see that he can continue i mean you know his what? What are his stats? Do we? Do I have him here? My like his approach. Him. What the one thing that's his problem is his driver. Is his driver two hundred and third in driving accuracy? Right. Everything else is pretty yes. pretty daggone good. Yes. And so I want to see if he's able to make the adjustments um, and continue to round into form. And then that's like I tend to believe that he's going to win another major. But I I, hope I need so. to see con- I need to see continued improvement. Yep. Like, and it doesn't have to be on this skyrocket trajectory. But I want to see continued improvement. Here's what's happening with Hannah. It seems like Ben Roethlisberger changes how long he wants to play based on how he wakes up each morning. Sometimes it's this might be it. Yesterday it was Big Ben telling the Pittsburgh Post Gazette three or four more years, three or five more years is his goal if he stays healthy and his offensive line is intact. Roethlisberger just turned 36 and will enter his 14th NFL season with new Steelers third round draft pick Mason Rudolph on the roster. I love Thoughts, feelings, concerns. I love yeah. Ben, but Ben loves him some drama. <laughs> like he loves to be talked about. Ben when loves he's him hurt, some Ben. He loves to play up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Ben loves some Ben. Uh, this is stupid. Like, what are we doing? He right. just said he was going to retire a year ago. <laughs> now he's trying to say three to five years. Like, I get it. We probably make a big deal out of his comments, probably way more so than we should. But Maybe I don't wants- see him playing three to five years. He is not on the TB12 method, so to speak. Like, yeah. he's not in there that only having. Like, what's his method? I don't know. Eat beers and burgers. Like that's the, that's the big Ben diet. Maybe he wants and, to put Rudolph under his wing. And he's also like he's on a PB twelve. Breeze does it too. Like with their real nutrition. <laughs> the like pack, hey, blue ribbon twelve pack. Exactly. Baby, he's still, not taking care good. of his body. And I think it takes a toll. Like I think I think he's probably got two more years left too. I think I would put him and Brady in the same category. Ooh, all right. The pinnacle of American sports, not in America. Jaguars owner Shad Khan attempting to buy Wembley Stadium in London. And if that deal goes through, he would eventually want to host a Super Bowl across the pond. Locations locked up for the next four years. You guys know about this guy? Shere Khan? Yeah. She's from, like, the Jungle Book. Shad Khan. He looks, you know, he's like that. Shere Khan, he looks like him, too. Oh he's got God. that big, like, oh, that big right. stash. You're right. He does. He I'm does. telling you. Shere Khan. Um, people in Jacksonville are obsessed with him. He's a character, right? Yes. Yeah, when I character. worked, I covered the Jaguars for a little bit, and people would, like, bow down to this guy. They loved him. So um, this is interesting. Yeah, it's, I mean. So here's my thing. I don't know how you guys feel, but I feel like sometimes soccer is pushed down our throats as Americans, right? Like, hey, it's the world sport. I feel like everybody, like sometimes networks, whatever it is, whoever, soccer mafia, they want to be like, hey, this sport's popular worldwide. Yeah. It's got to be popular here. And I don't think it works. I just think people are like offense. They like to see a lot of points. 
I wonder if people in Europe and people in London are like, why are you shoving the NFL down our throat? We have soccer. Why do we have to like football? I feel like it's just a, it's a weird, it's one thing if you can grow a game the way the NBA has getting into China, getting into other, because they play it there. Like football, they're not playing youth football in London. in London. They're playing soccer. So why are we trying to cram a product down their throat that's American? That's not a like, bad point. I feel like it know? depends where you were raised. Like, like I mean, you and I, we were born here. So, yeah. like, obviously we're not obsessed with soccer. I, I can, they're not I bringing the Premier League championship and playing it at Giant Stadium. Right. Like, you know what I mean? They're right. not, we're not taking because the Because if NBA. it would, it probably wouldn't be as a great as an atmosphere as it would be somewhere else. True. And it, like, the Super Bowl would feel so it's weird. It's theirs, though. Like, I don't mean right. to get into it, but that's, it's our Super Bowl. Exactly. Like, why, like, why plus it's trying? a big corporate thing. Yeah. Like, it's not, like, don't do that. That doesn't make any sense. I hear you, Shere Khan, but chill, bro. <laughs> All right. Speaking of the NFL, this is a short one, guys. The NFL won't eliminate kickoffs. Instead, just modify them. What's the middle ground here? Uh, it's football. <laughs> we get over it. It's dangerous. <laughs> it's a hard, violent sport. Just go play it the way it's supposed to be played and tell everybody, like, the risks are there. We know it now. Mm-hmm. Move Boom. on. All right. Over to the MLB. The Yankees back to their winning ways, picking up a victory a day after their nine-game winning streak was snapped. So ninth inning, Gary Sanchez Rocks Kevin Giles with a home run. Then Giles rocks himself with a punch to the face. What? This is like the biggest meathead move. It was awful. You should, bro. Like Mac, (laughs) Mac Scherzer was out there dealing, dude. He was, he was throwing straight gas. He gave up. It's so funny you think that. Yeah, we you screwed that up, bro. Look, the no, stat. I think it was Verlander, right? Oh, Verlander, Verlander my bad, my bad, my bad. Scherzer was pitching for the. Uh, Ks, yeah, Scherzer for was dealing last night yeah, too, but had Verlander a, had what? Four, was it fourteen strikeouts? Yeah, eight scoreless innings. Correct. And you come in, and I don't think a pitcher. Only five pitchers since like nineteen hundred have lost a game. <laughs> right. Like nineteen zero zero have lost a game when give when striking out fourteen through eight and and not giving up a run and. This jackass comes in and loses the game. Punch yourself in the face, bro. Punching yourself in the face is so dumb. Let 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 Verlander punch you in the face. Better yet, let Kate Upton punch you in the face. That's our rule. Your your temper is well documented, right? (laughs) Were you a punch the wall type guy, or were you a? Oh, dude, you did. I didn't punch the walls because I I have a I have a weak um I have a weak uh what do you call this? Break your wrist. I don't want to break my hand. I'd already broken it, so I I didn't want to break it. But I would kick balls like I would just like a ball would be bouncing and I catch it off a volley. Um, oh, dude, I hit Tim Hardaway in the face so hard with a ball one time. Um, I was so upset. We were in the Miami Senior High gym and. One came down, my team lost, and I caught it on a volley, like perfect volley, uh, foot flexed right on the top of my foot, and this thing went screaming, and at about 10 yards, Tim Hardaway walked right in front of it, and it smashed him in the side of the face. And to his credit, he was really cool. Like, he was pissed, (laughs) but he was really cool. But then all of a sudden, I feel somebody start, like, punching me in my back, and I turn around, and it's young Tim Hardaway Jr., He's probably like nine years old at the time, yeah. and he is punching me with everything he's got because I just kicked his dad in the face with a ball. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, it was hilarious. <laughs> that's fantastic. Um, but yeah, like but I you mean, would never hit yourself in the face. No, hopefully not. Like I feel like I have ever. a. We know what type of guy he was twelve years ago today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I I have a bit of a temper, but I would never hit myself in the face. Like no. that's just the dumbest thing. And you look like an idiot. Yes. All right, so the Dodgers need a shortstop. The Orioles have a shortstop that they won't retain. Not so fast, though, after L.A.'s Corey Seager went down with a season-ending injury. Lots of rumors that they could go after Baltimore's soon-to-be free agent Manny Machado. Now, no deal is imminent or even on the horizon as Orioles are still evaluating. He ain't going. Everybody wants to pick him over there. He's staying on the East Coast. Okay. 
High expectations for the Pistons after acquiring Blake Griffin, but they failed to make the playoffs. That might be enough to cost Stan Van Gundy one of his jobs. Detroit owner Tom Gores wants to retain SVG as head coach, but have him give up his role in the front office, which includes complete control of player personnel and staffing. I support that 100%. Um, I do not think that either of those jobs is an easy job, um, and I don't think that you really have the time to do either one like really effectively um, if you're trying to do both of them. And so allowing someone else to help him with that. But here's the problem. like You sell a coach on your job as a head coach by allowing him to have control of personnel's decisions. So to yank it away from him, I'm not sure is fair. But I support a general manager doing the general managing and a coach doing the coaching. Lastly, guys, Alex Ovechkin, who had previous playoff failures, helped lift the Capitals to a 4-3 to victory on Tuesday night in Game 3. Meanwhile, the Jets overcame a three-goal deficit, and they soared past the Predators 7-4. to Tonight, though, it's the Lightning and the Bruins in Game 3 with the series tied 1-1, and the Golden Knights versus the Sharks in Game 4. Vegas leads that series 2-1. to Hey, for real, though. Real talk. Real talk. Go. <laughs> Did you see what happened? In the Caps-Pens game? For real. The guy broke his jaw and had a concussion. Like, NBA fights are one thing. Like, guys shove around. There was a hit. Guy goes high with his shoulder, shoulder to shoulder. Breaks a dude's jaw. He's going to have to have surgery. He's out. Like, it's... When you see chippiness in the NBA versus chippiness in the NFL, too. Like, they're all kind of like, push, pull me back, pull me back. Yeah, they actually get at it. This guy, Tom Wilson, though, he's... He's a dirty player. Right. So he, he got, that, like, so he every got game. what was coming to him? Or you no, he the was the one that, that made the hit. The, hit. the Caps yeah. guy that delivered the hit. Yeah. The coaches were going at it in the press conference So after. is there a bounty on his head? Is that the way hockey works? Like, it next was game? after it happened. Like, there was yeah. all kind of, like, scuffles. Like, everybody was going after him. Like, this dude, I don't know how he sleeps at night. Like, I, they're going to have players coming out to get him. You know who's got a pretty good chin in the NBA? DeMar DeRozan. Did you yeah. see Did you see Kevin, Kevin Love catch him with that elbow late in the game? Yes. Like, I look... Let's say Kevin Love had taken that elbow to the oh. face. He's out for He'd two weeks. He'd be out for like maybe a month. <laughs> yes. But no, I mean like that. Yeah, so anyway, I thought that was interesting. No, no <laughs> doubt. All right, let's do some like it, love it, or hate it. Like it, love it, hate it. All right, so the code, we just had the draft. There's a bunch of guys going to the top ten. Are they starters? Are they backups? Or are they third stringers? Third so string, bro. Baker Mayfield and Josh Allen, they will start at number th- uh, third on the depth charts, QB3. I I love this. I don't, I don't know what love anybody it. expected. Right. Like, if you're a coach and you came out and said, yeah, Baker's going to start week one, you'd look really foolish. You want to sell competition. I think well, that's duh. the only way you're going to do but it. But they yeah. they have someone. Like, what what, what what's Buffalo going to do? I'm stressing out. <laughs> look, as a coach, you, not only you lose your locker room if you're a coach. Yes. And you you got all these vets, guys that have gr- you know grinded it out for, for, for years and years and years just trying to get to this point. I mean, you have some stars for sure, but – like, what does it look like if you just pencil a guy in with no no track record, nothing proved at this level into the starting spot or even the high number two spot? Yeah. And, and here's the flip. Once they get into camp, yeah. if he's that good, yep. everyone will know it, and it'll just be an easy move up the depth chart. Right. right. He'll, it'll be competition. Tyler Taylor's great. Yeah, and uh, he's great until Baker Mayfield goes out there and lights <laughs> it up. See, here's the thing. I think Baker is in a pretty good position because Tyrod Taylor's only been there for a month or two. Right? Yeah. So he hasn't – it's not like he knows the ins and outs of the offense. They're both already. starting from scratch. They're both starting from scratch. So that's why I think Baker Mayfield might start week one, even though I like Tyrod Taylor and think he's really – could be a good quarterback for the Browns. I think they're going to go with Baker. Wait, so mm-hmm. A.J. McCarron starting? As of now. I mean, he's – What? He's, yeah, I mean, he's going to start number one. Nathan Peterman will start number two. And then you got Josh Allen at three. Again, as the OTAs play How out. How long is that realistically going to last? I think it, I think Josh Allen is a ways off from being ready to start. Where I think Baker Mayfield's got 
he's going to come in and be like impressed in practice. I think Josh Allen is going patience, to be all over the patience. place. Yeah. I don't have patience, patience. for AJ McCarron. Come on, AJ McCarron. <laughs> or Nathan quarterback. Peterman. Don't or be a Nathan hater because his wife's hot. Like it, love it, hate it. <laughs> I love her. All right. Des Bryant. As a valuable addition to some team, like it, love it, or hate it. I love it. Love I do. It. Too. I mean, the price has to be right, obviously. It's going to be cheap. Yeah. He's already realizing the hard way that his value is not as great as he thought it was. Right. And, you know, he should he should have taken a pay cut from the Cowboys. I don't know why he didn't. He's already made it clear he wants a one-year deal, which is perfect. Yep. Because then you get a motivated player who Correct. wants to earn a bigger deal. The next one. I actually think the Giants might not be a bad spot for him, even I, with Odell Beckham. Odell, Odell Beckham. Because I thought it was interesting, and I agree with you, but you know, the pushback if I'm playing devil's advocate is then that's a lot of personality at the receiving core with Odell Beckham Jr. and 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 Des. But Tony Romo came out and defended him and yep. said that Des is a good teammate, great locker room guy. Like you'll have no problems out of him. And I think you know some people. I, I love when people like Tony Romo comes out and says that, and the first thing people say is like. Hey, is he just defending his boy Des? Why can't that just be taken at face value? Right. Like, why Why does Des have to be a, a bad cancerous dude? Like, the man has come out and said, no, he's great in the locker room. Right. Why do we need to make it more than that? I think Des's antics on the sidelines were totally overdone by the reaction to them. Yeah. I thought he was a competitor. I think he's a guy that wants to win. Does he get animated on the sideline? Yes, sometimes. Yeah. But I don't think it ever became a bigger distraction. A lot of guys do in the NFL. Yes. And yeah. it's it's like it's – we talk about this all the time, like his perception. I've seen Tom Brady oh. curse out OCs. I've seen <laughs> yes. him run after officials. Yep. Like and and the pushback that I would get a lot of times and and is that well he's earned the right to do that. Well, I would make the argument that a guy like Des Bryant, even though he's not the same guy now, like he had earned the right to be able to do that, right? Like he was yeah. one of the best receivers in the game. So I, I just I I think I love it because I think he could help somebody under that scenario you just articulated. No doubt. Next up. Like it, love it, hate it. It's your boy, Hassan Whiteside. The oh. Heat oh. are going to hold an intervention with Hassan Whiteside. I don't what? know how I feel I about hate this. it. Yeah. Why? Don't they have to do something? Why don't, why don't you love it? Because they got to do what something. What are you talking about in intervention? Like, what are we talking about? Does he have it? Does he have a substance abuse issue? Pat Riley said there has to be an intervention. I am going to be the intervener. There's no doubt he was in a bad state in the playoffs. I'm not going to give him any kind of excuse. But the season started with an injury. Oh, I, I heard, and I heard this interview. Okay, so his intervention, not so much Hassan Whiteside. And intervening, but intervening between Hassan Whiteside and Eric Spolstra. Yes, and yeah. that, there is clearly a fracture in that so relationship. I, yeah, so intervening, I would say mediator. Like yeah. he needs to be the mediator because clearly the, their channels of communication are freed. Like one doesn't want to hear what the other's got to say, and vice versa. They're getting nowhere. So yes, okay, intervention in that regard. Like I'm going to get in the middle and kind of communicate and be the conduit here. I, I think it's needed because you've got so much money invested in Hassan. You've got time, blood, sweat, and tears. You've There's rehabilitated so a scrap heap player. Quite frankly, you're stuck with him now because ain't nobody trading for him. So you need to – well, I don't know I don't know if it yeah. is. I, I think it is. You would hope everybody's think, professional. You are making a lot of money. You want what's best for everybody. I don't think it's the Kawhi situation at this point there. Right. I don't. Right. That's good news for Heat fans for sure. All right. Let's do some uh, – a new segment. Oh. Let's move the needle. What move does it, it do for you? All right. What does it do for you? Uh, so the the number six. Like, so how am I moving the needle? Is it is it a little does it a lot? Do anything? Of, well, well, you can tell me. Okay, you can tell me. Yes or no? Yes or no? Does does it? Oh, act yes like, or okay. no? Does it? All right. The so the number six, 2018 uh, overall recruit, Romeo Langford, had a big press conference the other night. Everybody's waiting. Where's he going to go to college? He stays in state, selects Indiana. Right? He's from Indiana. Had his conference there. Does that move the needle for you at all? 
No. <laughs> it I was going to say that too. I was like, I don't know. The only that. guy who moved the needle no. for me was Zion Williamson because I was watching his YouTube dunks forever. Yeah. Like, yes. I, I'm sorry. Totally I'm agree. not dialed into the high school basketball scene. I so this is a some... big deal because out of the last 23, five, four or five star recruits from the state of Indiana, only one selected Indiana showing that Archie Miller in his second season, maybe finally getting some homegrown talent. And this is a guy that oh, now is going to be one and one. Uh, we're not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Still doesn't. I want to see him play. What does he do? Do you root for these teams that are traditional powerhouses? Maybe when you were growing up to be good again, no. or does it not matter to you? <laughs> nope. Yeah, I don't exactly. care. Yeah, none of them recruited is me. Indiana back. <laughs> well, that, yeah, I mean, none of them recruited me, baby. <laughs> no, it's so true. Worried about no damn Indiana Hoosiers. All right. How about this story? Does this move the needle for you? Quarterback from Ole Miss, Shea Patterson, transfers to Michigan. A lot of talk. Would he be able to play? Would he have to sit out a year? NCAA ruled this past week as Michigan was in France having their international travels, which is an awesome thing. I think Jim Harbaugh does that. He is going to be able to play at Michigan. Does that move the needle for you? No, but yes. I mean, knowing that, like, I don't know that it moves the needle for Michigan. Is he that good? He's, he came in with a lot of fanfare. His true freshman year at Ole Miss yeah. he put up some really big numbers. He's... I, so here's why it moves the needle for me. I think this is a make or break. It's a really strong. It's not like Jim Harbaugh's getting fired, but Uh-oh. the fan base uh-huh. is not getting fired. Oh, absolutely. But overrated. I think that's been the, the overrated conversation has been had from people outside of Ann Arbor. Yeah. I think if he doesn't succeed it this year, creep in. his own fan base is going to be like, all right, well, why are we paying him all this money? Where is the quarterback he's supposed to develop? He hasn't developed a quarterback yet. He's had excuses of, hey, I've had to bring. Now you've got your guys. Right. Recruited a couple big name guys. Now you got Shea Patterson, your big transfer. Are you going to be able to get a quarterback to actually play and do more at that position and get out, get more out of that position than you have? So it does move the needle for me. It moves it for me a little bit because I think, weren't they trying to, like, I think the NCA got involved and actually got something right, right? Because at first they weren't trying to let him be eligible to play. Right. And I think the NCAA very rarely gets involved in something and makes it better. Mm-hmm. And I think they got involved. Um, and then Michigan and Ole Miss got together and they figured it out and got it right for a, for a kid, right? He's still yeah. a kid. Especially Ole Miss had a disaster. Like they've had a world when Hugh Freeze, we went to play for, yeah. he's gone. Bounced. He's no longer there. Right. They've had their issues with the NCAA, uh, eligibility stuff. So, uh, I think it'll be good. I think it's good for Michigan. I think it's good for Shea Patterson and it'll be fun to watch next year. So it moves the needle for me. How about NFL, the 2018 NFL over under win totals release? Do anything for you? Um, no. I mean, I couldn't tell you. You're not a gambler. That's why. It's all no's. No, but I I think some people get really fired up. I don't like putting in the preseason. I don't like doing win totals before the year. I need instant gratification. I can't wait an entire season to see if my... All right, then let me, let me kind of segue into this. Like, let's say I was a betting man and these came out. Yep. Um, is it even money if I place a bet on all of these numbers right now? How does that work? Pretty close to it. It's pretty close. So if I drop a grand on Patriots... Like eleven, yep, and they win twelve. Well, you like, win. You'll get nine fifty back. Yeah. I'll get nine fifty. Yeah. Why? <laughs> like, why wouldn't they I get a thousand? Like, gotta, well, why would I? Got to put the juice on you. Yeah, you got to pay. Okay, that's juice. just my little yeah, kickback. Yeah, yeah. Let, let, them, let them wet their beak a little bit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I got you. That's got their you. commission. <laughs> so, what would you do to a Patriots eleven? Would you take them over or under? I take them. I take them over. Probably. I know. All this stuff we're talking about, how they could be the dynasty's over. I'd probably still take them over. Danny Brown's five and a half over. Way over. Easy money. Thank you. They're going to the playoffs. Uh, how about 2019 early mock drafts? Do they move the needle? Oh my God, so I, much. I've had enough. <laughs> so much, bro. I'm so <laughs> the anger me needle, like the one that's irritated, like that with mine. Albert Pujols, 
He's getting close to 3,000 hits. What does that do for you? That's pretty cool. That is super cool. Baseball never really moves the needle for me, but I think that's cool. It's pretty cool. How about USA potentially hosting the World Cup? That moves the needle. It does. That moves the needle for me. Where would that be? Yeah. 2026. That moves the needle. I always want to go to World Cup. I've always wanted to go to World Cup. That would be unreal. Wait, where would it be? They would have it in like 20 cities Mexico, Canada. So fantastic. And then wherever the final World Cup. this quote on here? World Cup, World Be Cup, careful. World Cup time of year is my favorite time of year. Like, real, it's better than the NBA Finals for me. It's better you than die, the Super you, Bowl. You get I love it, huh? the World Cup. That's the Steve Dash influence. I, I love it. My, and my <laughs> wife, you know, my wife was a soccer player, and so, oh, there you like, go. I, I just, but I love, like, I love it. I love, so we will, I love it. It's so, so good. It's awesome. But only, I see. I only like it if the USA is in it and has a chance. Well, the, yeah, 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 Oh, and they won't be in 2026. Raja, we will have something to talk about in July. July, yes. what do we got? What's in July? I love the what World Cup. The World Cup. See how excited oh, are you? Is it this? Is it the 2018 show? World Cup? Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, bet. Yeah, yeah. there we wait, go. The wait. World Cup songs I'm always obsessed with. I can't wait for our Shakira. Do you know what I'm talking? Oh my god, yes. Waka Waka. I knew. I knew the whole dance. Really? That song. No, that's I love. Oh, so good. <laughs> I, I can't wait for our uh, U.S. World Cup preview podcast. But the U.S. isn't in it this year. We're getting no, exactly. good guest for that. Yeah. yeah, Steve Nash, get him back on. He can do it for us. <laughs> uh, there is a quote from the president, but I'll go ahead and pass on that. The How about the Avengers, Infinity War? Were you there opening night? Anybody? 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 I tried hard to go. Wait, really? I couldn't get tickets for three days straight. So it does. So you're straight. into it. So it moves the No, needle. my kids are into it. Wait, yeah. what's the difference between the Avengers and Justice League? I think it's Marvel versus what's it called? Like right? why is yeah. like there's so many freaking superhero I know, movies. I'm over. Like I'm kind like. of. I think the I am over the superhero movies. I like, I, we've I just want to see Black share. Panther and then I'm done. You haven't you seen, haven't it seen yet? Black Panther? No, I'm bad. I'm bad at going to the movies. Like how many more superheroes? I haven't seen Wonder Woman yet. Like how many more of these? Apparently a lot because it's the biggest movie of all time. I I agree. Like they sell, people go to watch them. We'll do that today for my kid's birthday. We'll cancel basketball practice. (laughs) Oh, that's a good idea. Oh my gosh, I want to be a little kid and go. Yeah, it's so not fair and get popcorn and candy. Yeah, you know what he wanted to do though? He wanted to come home from school and play the new, the new, uh, the new Fortnite. Like Fortnite did. went to season four, I believe, oh. yesterday. By so. the way, I saw on the post gone, big crater there. They are now doing. Have you seen the NBA 2K, the league they have? Oh, I saw that. It was over your shoulder yeah. a second ago. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now they're doing highlights on sports shows. If we do it here at Bro, CBS I, Sports HQ, if we start playing highlights of video game leagues, I'm walking out hey, the door. Don't speak um, I think they're giving scholarships away now for gaming. They are. And, yeah, no, gaming Importantly, is huge. you can gamble on it. Yeah, there's oh! so much money in this. So wow. I should have took in Hood last night? No, he lost. He got bounced. It was Team Milwaukee or something. Top eight. Top eight. Top eight. Yeah. <laughs> Raj, if there's a guy that you would least want to beef with in the NBA, do you have a, a couple that come to mind? Yeah, probably Kendrick Perkins. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Drake? No, seriously. Like, he's just some big, yeah. mean ogre of a dude. No <laughs> yeah. lips. Like, just. Yep. Drake still has those Twitter fingers. Yeah. But he did it a little bit in person. What did you think of the beef that happened? Game one last night on the sideline. Kendrick Perkins came out and said he was just trying to talk to former teammate Serge Ibaka, and then Drake just started yapping. Drake, you're way too. You, you, <laughs> this is not yours. <laughs> Yeah, but the, did you? Sorry, the music ahead. industry is yours, and I say this with all due respect because I like Drake. I think he's fantastic, um, but I think Drake is one of those dudes that gets it twisted. Like everybody loves him, and everybody doesn't love you, bro. And when people are out there competing, and you insert yourself into that in a way that he did last night, you open yourself up for some real stuff. It's right? like Kevin Hart. Kind yeah, of, but right? Kevin Hart is jokey, jokey, and so I don't know Drake, and I don't have a relationship with Jake, Drake. So. 
like I could have Nick, I could mess around with Spike Lee on the sideline and yeah. talk some shit. Like that's that's fine. Mm-hmm. We're, we're it's in a joking matter, and there's a respect there. But like sometimes it looks like Drake goes over the top. Like he takes it a little too far, and you know, like when he's calling Kelly Oubre a bum. Yeah, and going at it. Like, yeah, that's you're questioning that's, his livelihood. That's, that's, that's so his do we career. know what he said? money. And so with no, Kendrick, I don't. I don't. What Drake said. I don't. Like he's just talking trash and like throwing. But like, but you're I not, think it's one thing to be Kevin Hart funny, haha, yeah. and him like thinking he's actually impacting the game. Yeah, like, like you say with the referees. Like in this case, Drake, you're usually the show, but you're, you're not, not the show. Sit your right. ass down, bro. So, I mean, he's on the court a lot of times. Like he is actually on. the No, court. he he has taken over. He has taken over Toronto Raptors games. Like yes. it's no longer about Kyle Lowry and and Demar Derozan. It's about Drake. And while again, I like Drake. Bro, play your position, man. Yeah. Sit, sit down and let the show let sit, the show, your ass sit your ass down. So he said. So Kendrick Perkins was talking to Serge Ibaka and said, "We about to win this game." And Drake butted in, talking crap. So then he said something back to him. But now Drake tweeted back at this because Woj tweeted this. Drake tweeted back saying, "I just said I like the hem on his capris." Oh, right. Hey, so let's. Oh, here's the next thing. All right, look. And I this think is Drake a, thinks he's being th- funny. This isn't a little big guy stuff. This isn't because there are plenty of little guys that can whoop my ass, right. without question. But Drake's not one of them. And so, <laughs> like, bro. That is true, though. Here's the, like, it, I thought I was watching the exchange, like, on Worldstar this morning, right? And Drake is like, I have this beef with you running up talking stuff over your bodyguard's shoulder. <laughs> yes. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, you're yelling over your bodyguard's shoulder. Bro, move the bodyguard. Yeah. Like, go send the bodyguard to get lunch. Right, right. Like, take a break. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, that, that, that op- optically, like, that bothers me. Yep. Do you watch World Star every morning? Every morning. That's like awesome. the three, three yeah, I love Star, bro. Three <laughs> do you like go what? to the website or do you watch it on Instagram? No, I, yeah. I got the, I got the app. I'm yeah. on it. I'm on it. Like, if, oh, really? My brother's obsessed with it. Like every time I, because my brother's not on social media, yeah. but he'll be like, "Yo, watch this, watch this," and he sends me World Star like bro, once a day. When I'm waiting to go on HQ in a minute, I'll be sitting there on World Star. Like I'm like, <laughs> now I you know everything that's on World Star was on Twitter like 24 hours before that. Was it really true? Twitter. I also you the Grand Report. You check out the Grand Report. Yeah. yeah. I'm downloading World Star right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Trainer texts. You're training right now. You text your trainers. Yeah, bro. Yeah? Yeah, absolutely. Like, text them like what? Like, yo, yo, we got an appointment tomorrow at 11, yo, right? It, We're good. It, We're it good. sounds like, it sounds like Victor Oladipo, a couple minutes after, about 15 minutes after being eliminated in game seven against the Cavs, he texts his trainer, when do we start? I'm ready to take it to another level. I love it. That goes mindset. viral. Fantastic mindset. His name is spelled wrong. Dirk Nowitzki. It was Olapito. It said Olapito. Oh, so Victor Olapito. But yeah. but the trainer admitted his mistake right, in the right. caption. Uh, your guy Dirk follows up, texting his trainer Proko. When do we start? I think this is the trainer. I think we should give the trainer credit here. Yeah. He said, "I told you four years ago that you were done four years ago." <laughs> this is my favorite. Your game has been in decline since Havlicek stole the ball from you. Your full court sprints are timed with a calendar. That being said, if you wire me 561 Bitcoin, that's $5 million in U.S. dollars, we can start tomorrow. Wow. Dirk responds, fantastic. aggressive. Aggressive. Fantastic. I love the fact so that his trainer keeps him in yeah. check. Like, that's what you need. Like, that guy's probably the boot camp trainer. Like, the guy that just chews you out the whole time. Yeah. Which sometimes can be good, but other times you want to punch him in the face. Like yeah, no, yeah, 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 no, no. Dirk is a very funny, like, dry yeah. sense of humor, self-deprecating dude. As is Steve Nash. Like, it's it's like... That's why they got along so well, but and they're cool dudes to be around. Like never, it's rare that you see guys that are that good. It's kind of we were talking about Kanye before we came on. Like it's rare that you see guys that achieve that level of success in any field. Like 
have that type of humility and ability, right, to not take themselves too seriously. And I think it's pretty cool. That it's a yeah. good indication. We made right it there. to the forty-eight minute mark before talking about Kanye. <laughs> <laughs> solid, solid. Uh, Roger, you know what your old coach and Dirk's old coach Don Nelson is up to? Drinking beer. A little more than that. <laughs> Living in Hawaii, yeah. playing lots of high-stake poker games against guys like Willie Nelson and sure. Danny Cannell lookalike, Woody Harrelson. Yeah. Uh, Willie Nelson, who you, I believe, attended a Dallas Mavericks holiday party with. I didn't with. tell that story on air? Not, oh, not this not podcast. This wow, yeah. But he got Don to start smoking weed, and now the Hall of Famer is growing his own strain called what? Nelly Kush. Dude, Nelly Kush is going to be off the chain. Now, here's the deal. Nelly's got big farms, like I believe, in, in Hawaii. And yeah. every year when you're on their team, he and his wife will send you this beautiful arrangement of like tropical flowers. It was the most gorgeous thing I've ever seen in my life. So like I know he's got the setup to grow the Kush. I'm just asking Don, like, can I get back on the mailing list? Yeah. Like, I like, can Christmas I just package. get on the mailing list? I like, I don't know that I would, but I know some people who might like to, <laughs> to check out the Nelly Kush. But, um, yeah, Don was he's a. He's living that life, right? I mean, look, he's just down in Hawaii. Seventy nine years old. Don yeah. is a in boss, Hawaii. an absolute yeah. boss. Yeah. Yeah. You want to tell a quick story? I'll tell a quick story. I went to a mass party, um, two thousand and three, maybe, um, and I was invited. My, uh, like Cindy and I went to the party, and we were expecting it to be like a nice little, you know, small gathering at Don's house, and we were going to sit around and whatever. So I get there, and there are valets, and there's, and I'm like, oh. This is going down. Like, all right. So we go in and it's like. That's the worst when like, you go to a party like, like that. You're, you're like, like, oh, my oh, God. We're, we're not prepared. We're not dressed right. Mm-hmm. So it's shoulder to shoulder when we get in that thing. And I'm like, you know, trying to squeeze my way through. Like, excuse me, excuse me. I got to get to Don. Like, Don got to know we're here. Like, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. And so I get in there and Don is set up in like, uh, it's like an atrium, if I remember. Like, I'm obviously it's it wasn't. But like there were people upstairs looking down. And Don Nelson is sitting at a poker table kind of like this, but bigger, like round. And it's Willie Nelson and like. Four other like nondescript dudes. I don't remember them. I just remember Willie Nelson mm-hmm. because Willie was there in his all of his williness. And Don <laughs> was sitting at the head of the table with a dealer shoot, and he was dealing like five card, I think, or you know uh, Texas Hold'em. And he had this dog, and it was a fat dog, and the dog was laying like a baby in his arms, belly up. And Don was sitting back, chilling, dealing poker, and intermittently just stroking this dog's belly. Oh. <laughs> Like, I, if this scene was straight out of some kind of, like, yeah. some kind of, like, boss movie. smoking that Nelly Kush. Yeah, and I'm telling you, there were 150 people just around watching the scene of Nelly stroking a dog's belly while dealing cards to Willie Nelson. And and it was fantastic. And that wow. was my Mavs holiday party that's experience. Fantastic. Doesn't sound like much has changed. That's right. crazy. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. All right. And all basketball edition of Topics today. So what's love got to do with Topics in the NBA? Well, James Harden. Apparently dating Shanti. Any Cougar. curse we need to be worried about here? Listen, you guys, the Cougar trend is happening. It's on. Like it's every back. girl is dating a guy who's Ashanti's younger. Still and bad. I support it. Yeah. Shanti's stunning. She's about ten years older than James. Exactly. Good for both of you. But like Where's everybody's doing been? it. She's she's been chilling. She was in, <laughs> she, was in she, she was in Miami performing like couple of weeks ago yeah, was she, she was with Ja Rule she had yeah she had a new single with Ja Rule for the, Ashanti it was like the definitely Hamilton. moves the needle Ashanti is <laughs> so fire yeah I mean she's like she's yeah she's like I good, just for, love good for James trend. good for her like hey yeah. like, that's cool yeah but if you're him it's a what? little old like what <laughs> he took a major upgrade like he is not good looking at all why because the James beard? Harden no, just like Hannah, what, she's, she's what did we Ashanti, look up yesterday? Though. We yeah. looked up what he looked like without a beard yesterday, and it was alarming. 
Really? It yeah, you, you wouldn't alarming. recognize him without his beard. <laughs> That's true. No, he, he's set when he's done retired. He can just go off and shave the beard and just go in. He looks like, like Seth from Ice no, Age. He, yeah, yes. No, he, oh my God, that's literally the funniest thing ever. Without the beard. Wait, wait which character? <laughs> isn't it Seth? Isn't it the sloth? I don't the, have yeah, no, it's Sid. Sid, 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 the sloth. Yeah, Sid, the sloth, my bad. Holy crap, that's so accurate. Yeah, no, I support. <laughs> without the beard, without the beard, with the beard. He's, like, I support these women dating younger guys because all my friends are doing it too. Yep, what are they're the, the only ones. The now. They are the only ones. Um, <laughs> last topic here. Yesterday, the 20th anniversary of the release of He Got Game. Oh, so Raja, your boy, Ray what? Allen, aka Jesus Shuttlesworth, Rosario comes out and says, Boston? "I was watching clips yesterday. Yeah. Another one." Oh. Oh. Wait, what? That, I just she just looked fantastic. Rosario Rosario Dawson. Dawson. Really? Whoa. Wait, who is she married to again? I have no idea. Eric. Hold on, I'm looking this up. Yeah, look it up. Um. <laughs> yeah, my bad. Train of thought. Sorry. Jesus got? Shuttlesworth comes out and says in that famous one-on-one scene at the end of the movie when he plays Denzel, uh, in the script he was supposed to beat him 11 to nothing, just crush him as he typically and probably would. But Denzel played for real, and Ray was playing for real. Denzel dropped some actual buckets, scored five of them. 11-5 was the actual final, which they showed in the movie. That's a bad look for Ray, right? That's a bad look for Ray. But look, if what I were... were they, like, threes from outside? They were shots. Like, and yeah. Ray said, like... I can't control, like, if, if someone throws up a shot. Well, a shot. He could. That's why it's hard to say in a one-on-one when people ask me, like, hey, man, would you beat him 11-0? to zero? Like, like, you can't say that because you can't account for somebody just chucking something up and it right. going in the basket. Right. I'm t- I think it's totally okay. Yeah. Five, though? And Denzel probably has a little game, especially He played JV basketball at Fordham. See? Did, oh, at Fordham, really? Damn. JV? So he's obviously got um, a little bit of hoop. Did, uh, and Ray was in his third season with the Bucks. What's your favorite Denzel character in a movie? Anything where he's like just like slow mo walking. It's this one's not like it's not like there's an answer. Somebody just put there out an who's a better actor. There, uh, I know what this you're gonna is say. a right no. or wrong. This is a right or wrong thing. What, what's the best? I movie? know what you're gonna say. What training day? Bro, yes. not even a question. What about yeah. glory? shoe program? What about Glory? It, it's that good, glory, but that's not your favorite. It's a great movie, movie, and he was great that in that. That might have been his best performance. But Ant- it's Antoine, right? <laughs> Wait, like Antoine and Lonzo? Oh, Lon- Lonzo. Lonzo, like yes. Right? Jesus. No, it's older. That's one of his first ones. What am I thinking? We Lonzo. conversations going on. You haven't seen Glory. I missed this entire conversation glory anyways because I was looking up Rosario Dawson's personal well, I remember life. the Titans. Great movie. Dude, he's had some great Ooh, movies. Herman Boone. Like, I'm not saying movie. I'm talking about character, and Lonzo was like a boss. Real quick. playing basketball with Pelican Bay. Best. 24 <laughs> hour lockdown shoot program <laughs> keep going <laughs> um, best basketball movie we've never talked about this Ooh. oh Juana White Man. Man Can't Jump Juana Love Man that's my favorite White movie White Man Can't Jump was fantastic um, um, what was oh like Hoosiers Mike. Hoosiers <laughs> Hoosiers Jimmy Chitwood had like six lines it's in the whole movie it's those two and it's a wrap it's one of those two what about like um, Mike <laughs> Love and basketball. Space Jam. Space Jam. I, I like the Texas Blue Chips. El Paso. I like that Glory one. Road. Glory Road was good. Um, oh above God. the Rim. Wait. Oh, that's my favorite. Above Fox. the Rim was my favorite. Wait. Above what the was rim. the one with young Channing Tatum? <gasps> Coach Carter. <laughs> Y'all. Not bad. Not bad. But you're definitely a millennial. Was yes. In that? Millennial oh my child. God. You. I mean, wait. Seriously. Do yourself a favor. Google Channing Tatum and Coach Carter. Oh, my God. I If I could just like... Find that version of Channing Tatum. Yeah. I'd be done. Above the Rim is, is really relevant right now because they had some scenes in some really like New York City type gyms. Like when, um, <clears throat> like when Dwayne, Dwayne, what's his name? Dwayne Tom, no, I forget the actor's name, but it doesn't matter. When he's playing in high school, he's trying to get recruited <laughs> and stuff like that. Um, and our team is looking for a big event to go up to, to play in NYC. And so 
if we have any listeners from New York City, like Team Mamba, fifth grade, is legit. And we want to come and see some some Northeast heat. It could be Jersey. It could be Philly. It could be New York. But we're bringing this show on the road. So shoot yeah. us a text or uh, what? Uh, uh, a tweet? A tweet. At, at what? At Canel and Bell. Boom. And let us know where Team Mamba needs to come Wait. and collect our next hardware. Bam! Right? There What's it is. the best basketball movie? Because i got to write this Above down. Above the Rim. Above the Rim. Yeah. All right. Go check it out. Hannah has homework to do. You have to come back and let us give us a review of Above the Rim. King Kong ain't yeah. got nothing on me. <laughs> I'm not going to have much to do in North Carolina anyway. There you go. All right. That's a wrap. Thanks for checking us out. Make sure you go follow us on Twitter and Instagram, at Canel and Bell. Uh, go download, subscribe on iTunes, and leave us that five-star review every Friday. Five-star Q&A. Don't miss it.